Press is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, hello, everyone. I cannot believe that the year 2018 has landed. And I also learned over uh, New Year's dinner with friends that this will be the year of the horse in the Chinese New Year. And the horse is strong. They're solid. So I'm, I'm, that makes me feel good, which ties into what I wanted to really go through. It's just me today with you, Judith Bryles, your book shepherd, is that, that there are things about author success that you need to be as strong as a horse about. So I'm going to lead this, this, the, our first segment off with some key questions, three critical questions to look at. And then there's some things that I want to really dive into dealing with um, some website issues, as well as some other areas that will tie with your success. And these, some of it's going to be the website things really involve amazing housekeeping um, areas that we don't think about, we don't talk about, we don't think it ever can happen. Um, but I have one of my colleagues and friends, their website was hacked, hacked, and it uh, held in ransom. And they had to spend mega thousands of dollars to get it back. And I'm not just talking backup. I mean, I'm hoping you're backing up every day. But this is just it held hostage. The entire website was held hostage. And that is stunning to think can happen. But let's come back to a lighter topic, although it's not so light, is what? how do you be successful? What, what kind of questions do authors need to ask themselves if they really want to be successful? And I, and I can't tell you how many times I've spoken with authors or they've called me or I've met them at conferences and I ask them about their book um, and they can't really respond. And that I ask them about their book marketing and I get a blah response. Or I'm, I get a sense that they really are lost and they're not sure if they want to be found. All right, so what do we do? There's plenty of components that go into every successful book. Our last show of the year was all about the anatomy of book. How do you create a book? What goes into it? What, what, what's the, uh, the presentation of sections of a book? And I went into detail about this. And that for components to be create a successful book or a successful rollout, and certainly their components to becoming a successful author. So I'm going to kick it off with three essential questions that are for all of you. 
And for me, and, and, and we're going to include writers. Now, not every writer is an author. Every author is a writer, but not every writer is an author. But the very first question, and as you've been listening to the show through the years, I bring this up often, but I'm going to lead it with it. Who, who are you writing your book for? Who are you writing for or did you write it for? In other words, who is your target market? Second, where do they hang out? In person or on the internet? In other words, this is going to show you what your book marketing focus should be directed at. And if you don't know where they're hanging out on the internet, or where they may be hanging out in person. What groups do they belong to? You're going to have a problem marketing. Third, can you summarize, and this is a killer, I get it. Can you summarize your book in less than 30 seconds? And I'll tell you, my preference would be for you to do it in 10 words or less. But if you're going to be pitching your book to a potential buyer, you've got to be able to, you know, think of a, think of a fisherman or a fisherwoman that they've got, their, they've got their pole, they've got the line on it, the bait's at the end of the hook, and they cast it out. Your ability to summarize your book is the reeling in of that line that has cast out until... You've hooked them, all right? For me, not a day goes by that I don't get literally the deer-in-the-headlight response, stumbling with words, with descriptions, not being able to respond with any type of clarity or really very quickly. You want to evolve to be able to summarize and respond quickly what your book is about, not stumble over it. All right, so let's go into each of these a little bit further. The who are you writing for? And, and you know, for most authors, you know, they love that idea of writing. They think, you know, it's, it's a, kind of good for the ego. It's a skill. Um, that, but when I ask them, who are you writing for? It's like, me? You, you want me to really tell you who's supposed to be writing my book, reading my book, buying my book? Why, everybody. No, it's not. And, and yet so many fail when I throw the question out. So do you know, I mean, really, really know who you're writing for? Do you know what their needs are? Do you know what their pain is? Can you state them and follow up with a line or two that offers relief, a solution to whatever that pain is? So. If you've already got a book at hand, what, who's your target reader? I'd like you to write it down. I mean, I just, you know, get pencil and paper out here. If you've got your book in hand, who, who is it? If you're writing, who do you think it is? And, and the thing is, when you've got that kind of clarity, it makes a, a difference. The very first step toward any type of author success is to be clear and succinct about the who and what your reading audience is. The kiss, and I'm telling you, the kiss of book death 
is the response, everybody. It is never everybody. For example, are you writing about women? For women, it's a basic category, but it's not just all women or all men or all children or all fantasy readers or all sci-fi or all people who are looking for nutritional health support. Who? It's a huge thing when you can't narrow it down. So let's go back to what I, the first word I started with, women. But which women? Okay. Are they young women? Are they women over 50? Women who have childbearing clock ticking? Are they divorced women? Are they working women? Are they women who homeschool their children? Are they women who work at nickel and dime jobs? Are they women who have had cancer? Women who've had a specific type of cancer? Are they women who are single and loving it? Women who are single and hating it? Women who are desperately looking for someone to be a lover? Or women who are serial lovers? Are they women who have affairs or would like to? Are women who work in healthcare? Women who are wild in college? Women who are abused? Women who have deep secrets? Women who are just getting married? Women who want to get married? Women who don't want to get married? Women who want to get divorced? Are they women who want to be kept? Are they women who are addicted? And to what are they addicted to? Are they women who are raised in cults and ran away and broke away? Are women who just want to have fun? Are they women who are hoarders? Women who hate cooking? Women who credit card binge? Women who love animals? Women who run? Women who fill in the blank? You get the picture. It is who are your readers? Who are you writing for? You got to dive down into it. You got to drill deeply. You've got to know who you're writing for to the core of his or her or their very fiber. You want to know what their nuances are, what their hiccups, what their beliefs are, what their hobbies are, what their addictions are. You want to be able to literally put down the laptop, the lid, and imagine having a conversation with them. You're their, you know, best friend, the best friend. You can imagine being at a restaurant and ordering your favorite beverage with them. How about going to a movie to watch together? Who are they? What are they? What are their hopes? What are their dreams? What are their fears? What's their background? What brings them to your topic? What will your book do for them? All right, so when you have this all together, when you can, when you can pull at this this who this who this person is, that you can literally have a, this conversation. You can play with them. You can go off with them. You can walk along and have a conversation. I have a friend who writes his book with a tape recorder, goes for a walk, and he adds on a chapter every day and has this discussion. You know, what do you think, George, <laughs> literally type of thing. Uh, and and you can do this kind of thing to expand what you're doing it, but it will save your bacon, I guarantee it. It will save your bacon that you're in sync with them all the time. If you're someone with your, you're writing for children, for example, and you're, uh, you know, obviously not a kid, you need to make sure that you're doing some hanging out with those kiddos. So you can learn their jargon, again, what their hopes, their fears, what they're silly about, what they're giddy about, what their, you know, what their secrets are, what they're hiding type of thing. If you're writing for men or women, again, 
being able to connect and hide out, not hang out, but hide out, hang out, well, maybe hide out, um, hang out with where they're at and listen to what's going on makes a huge difference. If you're writing a topic, make sure that you, you subscribe and you get journals, you're online, you're reading things, where and what they're about. The who is the deal breaker for you. And that's where you want to go. All right, this is Judith Bryles. It's a happy new year. Author you, your guide. is your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith briles and we'll be right back with more great information right after these is there a book in you or another author you will show you how to create develop and publish your book without being good if you already have a book out You'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. Author U brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author U's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publish. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has possessed punch and panache author you is for you if you're a hobbyist or a casual author it's not join author you today through its website at author follow author you on twitter at author you and on facebook at author you where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily author you where the author goes to become seriously successful Impressions are everything in the world of book publishing. Whether your book is an ebook, a print version, or both, your book cover needs to pop, sizzle, and sparkle to immediately capture the attention of your audience. And your book's interior needs to be just as dynamic and reflect the professionalism your readers demand. Nick Selinger of NZ Graphics has won numerous national and international book awards for his cover designs and interior layouts. With over 20 years of experience in graphic design, he knows what it takes to create award-winning books and the many promotional pieces that authors need, such as posters, banners, postcards, one-sheets, business cards, logos, and more. Visit ncgraphics.com and see what authors and publishers have to say about their award-winning books and how NZ Graphics can make your book the success it was meant to be. That's nzgraphics.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, so we've gone through the who of it, of who you're writing for, because this is all tied into your marketing success and your author success. So, and I've mentioned this, where do they hang out? Where does your reader and book buyer 
hangout. And this is really important to, to understand. So what is his or her social media platform of choice? And that what about uh, groups that membership might be a part of as a career necessity or some type of a social preference? What blogs would they be following that you should also be following and making comments on so you become visible and known to them? so that, that they will follow you back and come to your website and your blog. How about book competitors and best-selling authors in your genre? Who are they and what social media platforms are they using? These are all critical uh, for you. And there, there's some tricks here. For example, let's talk about Twitter. If you're a business, nonfiction business author, you should be, there's two platforms that are must have in my opinion. One would be Twitter and the other would be LinkedIn. On Twitter, one of the tricks that you can do after, because people say that, you know, there's hardly anyone following me. Yeah, that's the way it is in the beginning. But you need to know who your competitors are. You need to know the other key, key phrases that uh, the, the hashtags that are essential because you need to be using those. You need to understand that the content for your social media is that you are the giver here, not the taker. The taker is is the, the individuals who post, buy my book, buy my book, buy my book, gag me, buy my book. No, 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 no. You're showing your expertise and you're providing content for what will ease their pain because you're developing these followers who, who you want them to eventually salivate over your words, look forward to your words, um, will share them, repeat your words, your postings, and the like. So, who are your competitors? You should be following them on Twitter on that. And then here's what, and, and before I would do, do this next step, I would make sure that you start getting content. Now you can you can post out about the blogs you have. You can reshare other people's information. Add on something you know yourself. It used to be that, that uh, Twitter was 140 characters, including any punctuation, any spaces. Okay, so now they've doubled it. You know I think that has good news and bad news to it because I really admire the uh, the succinct making things succinct and tight. Um, and going through. So now you've got a little bit more that you can push out with um, in that. That allows you, here's the plus, you can bring over somebody else's post, reshare it, for example, but then you could add on your comment why you think it's good um, with it. And you start doing that building of that. And you become, and then you become known as a viable resource for other people. So I would say my strategy would be to really do this for a month. I would like to recommend that you post at least 10 tweets a day, stage them out. And remember that people who follow people on Twitter, especially, are around the clock. And I have one of my colleagues really doesn't get active on Twitter. She does her chats at 10 o'clock at night. And because that's where her world is out there. They're on late at night. So, um, and moving into that. So what, that's what you want to do. Where, where it is, I, you know, start posting it, it as early as 7 in the morning. Um, and some people are coming out even earlier, I see. And I think we're going to start moving that up to 6. And we really post 
uh, several things every hour. Now, a lot of our postings deal with radio shows that we have done. This is from me. And then there's other areas, and it could be blogs, it could be information. Um, for me, I always let it know that there is a podcast attached. So when if they click on the link, they know that it's going to open up to that podcast to find whatever that tip or that step that I have referenced um, in between. Once you've done this for the month and that you've got a, a stream that people can see, oh yeah, they've been around here, a stream in your building, one of the tricks that you can do is follow other people's uh, uh, followers. All right, and there are, you know, TweetDeck will do it. There's there's other things that Tweepy, T-W-E-E-P-I is another source that you can do. And you can follow uh, up to, uh, say, 150, a couple hundred names a day. If they can see that you're providing content that has merit, that, that ties in, because there's a reason why they follow um, people, that if you can see that if it comes in and it brings it together, then they will most likely, at least half of them, will follow you back. And that's the way you start building, building, building as you go along um, and you start building up your creds. And, you know, we all started with just one follower, you know, and I, I can tell you on my Twitter feed, which I would be delighted to have you come play with me there, is there is almost 40,000 people. And that it started very small and then it starts jumping and leaping and, and moving on. So that's what I would recommend that you would do to start building up. But remember, it's content based. It's not the all the cry of buy me, buy me, buy me um, and doing that kind of thing. That you want to make sure that you offer content to them for building that. And make sure that your profiles as well as any of your social media profiles is that you've got your key, what are your keywords, and you use them that you specialize, you customize, you're an expert in, that type of thing, uh, to let people know this is what you are chatting about. Now, you can, they still, the uh, profiles are limited usually in what they allow, but you, you could tell them, you know, throughout a little fun thing, whether, you know, maybe, you know, you, you like hairless dogs, or you know something like that that you, you never there isn't a glass of wine you you know you don't love um, that parties are your thing and you love the holidays and you know anything it personalizes just a tad just a tad um, and they know a little bit more about you all right and it, traveling um, anything in that area but always lead always make sure it leads. With the, what your expertise is about, um, and I and I cannot stress that enough. Um, when you have that, so you you've got that as you you come along, and I think that's very cool. At least my opinion. I think it's cool that you have it, and they know who you are and where you are. Now, LinkedIn. The reason why I say LinkedIn for business-related books, and also it's for uh, a narrative nonfiction. It's it there is a theme or a mission that you're about tying in with your expertise that you should be using LinkedIn but I think what's really more important is that you create a group you create your own group you're the head honcho 
and you're the moderator. After a while, these things start to run themselves. When you start building up again, um, when I built the Author You group, um, I reached out to a couple of my colleagues who do work for authors and asked them to put up a couple of posts with questions to start the engagement process. Um, and then I go in and I, I post a key topic once or twice a week. I go in once in a while and make comments. Um, and, I, and I do have an assistant that follows up on some of these things. But that's grown to over 16,000 people just in that group. So that makes it worthwhile. And people can, anybody can pull, throw up questions. I, you know, I could pull them down if I think they're inappropriate. But they're, they're rules, and I have set rules. Now, LinkedIn gives you the capability of sending out an email. This is also very cool. If you have a special announcement, you want to let them know about an event. Um, for example, that here we are at the beginning of the year, but I have, uh, I have several events coming along. I have in March, I have the Judith Browse Speaking Unplugged, which is a two-day intensive that I am going to work with you to develop your speech and your opening and closing stories and structure your speech. I also repeat that, I think uh, it's March 17th and 18th this year, and it's uh, November 9th and 10th. I also do in June, every June, from the, it's going to be, I think, the 21st to the 23rd this year, it's going to be a three-day book, overall book publishing event. It's just me. All right, and then in the summertime, in August, I do the um, Author You Extravaganza, which is going to be in the mountains in a really nifty little town of Breckenridge. Um, and we do that, and that uh, that is going to be, I can tell you, the, the 23rd to the 25th. All right, so the, all the things I do, number one, are tax deductible. But I want to let people know about them, so I'll do some postings, and we do direct mails, emails. I'll write blogs around them. But I also will do a push-out in some of my social media profiles. LinkedIn allows me to make a full-blown announcement, or I can send an email out to everybody, all 16,000 people, in the group once a week. That's a huge plus. One other plus about LinkedIn, it has a publishing side. And remember, LinkedIn is owned by Microsoft. That it has a publishing side that I can go over and I can uh, take a blog. I can modify the blog just a little bit, a line or two, rearrange my bullets. So the, the, um, uh, the search engine gods are happy. And I can drop that in and put it out. And it now becomes published as a blog, and it goes out to all my followers. How many followers I have at LinkedIn? Besides the 16,000, there's another 10,000. So there's ways to maximize what you're doing on that. But you've got to know where people are hanging out. Where's the like? What's the like groups? Join them. Create your own group. It'll make a huge difference. All right, we'll be back. It's Judith Charles offering you your guide to publishing. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. 
Want to publish like a pro today? Well, then take a look at Ingram Spark, the only publishing platform that offers print and ebook services through a single source. Upload, edit, and manage titles all in one place. Take more control of printing costs with print on demand and reach even more readers through one of the world's most extensive distribution networks. Built by independent publishers for independent publishers, Ingram Spark has everything you need to maximize your book's potential color printing, ebook distribution, print on demand, global reach, and more. Start publishing with Ingram Spark today and see just how far your titles will go tomorrow. That's IngramSpark.com. Many of us have dreamed of writing a book. Some of us even have. Then the hard work starts. You'll need an editor. Who will design the cover or typeset the pages? Who will format the ebook? If you're a business owner, consultant, or coach with a serious message and expertise to share, the team of experts at 1106 Design can guide you through the maze. They've helped more than a thousand authors create top quality books and avoid the not so reputable self publishing companies. Learn more at 1106design.com. Then call Michelle at 602 866 1106 Design. Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972. They believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing questions. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward. Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, so now we're looking at the third question um, that I had when I let off, which really is, no, uh, you know, how do you hook them? How do you lure them in? Um, if you'll recall, that the, the question for being a successful author 
is can you summarize in less than 30 seconds and what your book is about you know and I want to get you down to even a faster variation so with that said that you want to be not a bore you want to be able to pitch fast with the right lure to hook them hook means buy so and and we're going to go into some steps for pitching and that it, 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 we, my, I was watching a movie, an old, old movie with my grandkids uh, earlier in the week, and it was E.T. And do you remember the uh, segment where E.T. is laying out Reese's candy, they dribble him along in the trail, leading the kids to him, um, and, the, and the little boy finds him uh, in, in that way, and your pitch needs to be just the right mix and timing of dribbles like they did to that they 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 caught et um to bring him in and to lure your reader and your book buyer so i'm not a reader of horror uh, but i'm a huge fan of stephen king and his book on writing and memoir of the craft is one that i routinely recommend to all of my clients, and I'm going to recommend it to you on writing by Stephen King. Some of my favorite words that I've saved over the years that he's written um, included, you know, from this if a book is not alive in the writer's mind, it's as dead as a year old horseshit. All right, so to soften it up, here's my take if the reader for the book is not alive in the author's mind, in the author's mind, it's yesterday's poop. So in other words, you got to know exactly who you're writing for, where they hang out so they can deliver and focus marketing, um, and be able to say what your book is about in a succinct way within that 30-second time frame. Now, with with all your clarity, your writing, your marketing, it, 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 I, trust me, it's so much easier. And that is a very, very good thing. So with that pitch, that lure, it will open a thousand doors, a thousand plus buyers. And that's really what you're after. That's what you want in this pot and in this whole process. So, and for someone who has done a lot of media, and let me tell you, I've been on over a thousand radio and TV shows. I've been on everything from Oprah to Geraldo to the local stations. Um, of everything in print from the Wall Street Journal to Time to Newsweek uh, to Gulp, the National Enquirer. And again, the local throwaway paper. All right. So how, if people want to, how'd you, how'd you do that? Did you, you know, who'd you hire to get you on all those things? And I have to tell you, I didn't hire anybody. I learned how to do it myself. Um, and I think that that's what's really important. I mean, who better than you to pitch the book to a book buyer, to a, 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 a producer in, in one of the medias? Who better than you? And I worked on it. Did I stumble? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, I did identify shows that I thought would be a fit, just as we want to identify buyers, book buyers. Who... And, and, you know, it's been a while since we've talked about super buyers and super fans, but boy, they are out there. A super buyer is someone who will buy anything 
in a genre. Anything that comes along, these people will buy it, all right? And that uh, if, if you can get, come under their radar, you can create a raving fan out of them. And the, and the fact is, you know, they can't produce enough material to satisfy these individuals. That's why you do your homework. Where are they? Where do they hang out? Um, and so they can devour your books along with everybody else's and, and get them. So for media purposes, you know, I would watch TV shows and I would literally write down the producers' names as the show scrolled. Sometimes you see it in the beginning and more likely than not, you're going to see it at the end. With, you know, smart TVs, you can pause it, you can write them down, you can even look them up, you could, you could call the main station and find out the names of the producers. What you do is want to know is how to spell it and spell it correctly. But, you know, I, and, and sometimes I would write, um, and say that, that you were a publicist. I was doing an updated um, uh, updated directory. It's the turn of the year. I'm doing an updated directory and making sure my contact information of individuals is correct. And usually the person who answers the phone can be is very, very helpful. All right. Now, years and years ago, and how I really got into this, because my first the first half of my publishing career, I was published exclusively by New York. William Morris was my agency, and, I, and, and you know, I was taken care of. They did all this. But when I came across, uh, I did a book, which actually turned out to be a major breakout book and a huge seller. Um, it was turned down by every major publisher. They were afraid of it. I had to go with a second tier, maybe it was a third tier, uh, press. Uh, still New York based, traditional, but I had to go with them. I took a mini, mini, mini advance, but I knew it was an important book. I knew it was an important book. And, and, and William Morris felt that way, and so we went with it. Now, with that said, that uh, they didn't have any budget to hire a publicist. They didn't have any really internal publicist. Um, I had to go out and learn how to do the pitching, all right? Now, with that, I went out, and this, this was a book that it, it originally was called Woman to Woman from Sabotage to Support. It was based on my dissertation, and it dealt with women and power and why women undermined other women. And that I even had Gloria Steinem try to talk me out of publishing it, saying that, you know, if you, come, if you go forward with this information, that they, meaning men, would use it against us. And I, I know my attitude was that if we've got a problem, that we can't fix it, alter its course, unless we acknowledge it's out there and put some energy into unraveling it. So I took that path. I, I didn't take Gloria's path, and I published it. It had eight printings. It took me from Oprah to the National Enquirer. It took me from Good Morning, you know, from the, the uh, mentioning on, on the national morning shows to, to print everywhere. It, I mean, it was all over Timbuktu. And that I had to jump in and did it. So I stumbled. And I, I really did stumble it. 
And that what I did, though, is learn. I learned from my mistakes. I learned how to tweak a press release. I learned how to create media questions that had some sizzle and pop to them and that hook. I learned how to track down decision makers and producers. They're not the hosts ever. I learned how to lure a producer in and then keep my mouth shut um, uh, when they asked me certain things and listened in and so I could respond back correctly. All right. What happened was a publicity and media jackpot. So with that. So what I learned was you had controversy was great. They wanted to hear about failures. They wanted to learn about how to overcome that in that and that I basically I learned quickly to get to three short points. I would say something like this. Hello, I'm Dr. Judith Bryles. I'm the author of the new book, Woman to Woman from Sabotage to Support. It's based on my national study of over a thousand women, and I've proven that contrary to popular belief, women discriminate, men don't. It always surfaced, tell me more, tell me more, wait a sec, that can't be right. And then it gave me a chance to study and go into it. My study in books shows that women target their own gender. Men don't discriminate against anyone. They target anyone. Wait a sec, tell me more. And then I would say if a woman is a saboteur, their style is covert behind the scenes. Men are direct, blatant, even telling you more, telling you the time and day. So that's how I went about doing that and getting that into place. So here's just in closing this show for pitching. You want to make your pitch memorable. It can be rhymy, it can be controversial, it can be contrarian. You want it to create an instant visual. It needs to be succinct. I've said that several times. Maybe something familiar and have some fun with it. Have some fun with it. And that's what it was. So my questions now for you in pitching is, what are you going to do to support your book? What are you doing to look for ways to tie it into breaking news? What are you willing to commit in time and energy each day and week to keep your book alive? This year is all about your author success, keeping your book alive and well, and getting one that's limping along to be rejuvenated. This is from this is your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith briles and we'll be right back with more great information right after these the book shepherding concept is simple the publishing world is changing and so must you You need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need the book shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You don't need problems. You want solutions. 
Dr. Judith Bryles will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Bryles is the book shepherd if you want to create a book with no regrets. Give her a call today, 303-885-2207. That's 303-885-2207. Or email her at judith at bryles.com. By the way, Bryles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at MyBookShepherd and on Facebook at TheBookShepherd. One of the most important decisions you will ever make is your choice for printing your book. You are choosing a company which will be responsible for guiding you through the process and printing your book at a level of quality and detail that embraces your personal and creative needs. You want to choose a company that when your book finally arrives, you are delighted and ready to move on to the next level and one that is customer focused. Choose King Printing Company and Addy Books to be that company that brings you to the next level. Go to kingprinting.com or call 978-458-2345 and ask for Tom Campbell. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years' experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right. So one of the things um, that's important um, uh, is really looking as we do this new year, the author success. We talked about the pitch little bit. I mean, we, we've actually done full shows on pitching, and, and I would encourage you to go into the show's archives, or you go to iTunes and scroll down and look for pitch in the title and look at it. And we also talked about author success um, and the critical components of, of that. But the, the really, the thing, one other thing I want you to do, this is kind of like, you know, setting up for the new year what to do, and I wrote a very extensive blog on this. Um, not long ago, that really things that you need to look some due diligence and like website due diligence. I mentioned earlier uh, that uh, a good friend of mine, a company, got hacked. Their their website was held for ransom. I don't want that to happen to you. 
But it, when it comes to websites, there's a lot of things that need to be done. And I think most of us are complacent. Um, we get a little bit lazy. We turn things over to everyone. I mean, I don't want, it's, it's like when, when I ask someone, you know, what time it is, if they know the time, I don't want them to tell me how the timepiece works, you know, and how, how everything goes around. I just want, what time is it? All right. And that's what a lot of time, we just want our websites to work. We want them to open. We want our, we want our, we don't want our links to get broken. We want um, whoever, whatever our tech help is, we want them to get back to, to you right away. Um, and we, we depend on a lot of people and that websites are really important business. It, it actually, it's a core of your uh, global face for people to come and find you. It's just not social media. That, that really, your your website is, uh, it does multiple things. One, it develops trust, the people who visit it. It supplies content, and it supports and affirms your expertise on it. It gives your, your how to contact you on that. And if you're doing events or websites or you have a store or you buy your book, all those things, components can be done via your website. So, I've got some questions, nine, nine, that I'm going to hit you with very quickly um, on this. Uh, and that first of all, do you know who owns your website? I mean, literally, you think you do? Do you? If someone was helping you put it together, this is really for the new year. If someone is helping you putting this together um, on that, is it is it set in their name? Did they go by to one of the, the uh, sites where you buy websites and it's registered in their name? Get that changed. It needs to be your name. The copyright needs to be your name, not your webmasters, a lawyer's, or anyone else that helped you out when you first started down your website journey. So that's the first thing you're going to figure out. And you can you can go into just Google who is, put the website your website name, or you go to the master the web host um, and shows that information administered. If you've moved. Get your address changed. This is your update time. Number two, who is your webmaster? Yeah. Do you have the logins to the accounts? Every one of them. Meaning, do you know the usernames and passwords? Is it theirs? I'm going to tell you, change it. You want to control this. You want to control this. Do you know what format was used in the creation of your website? Are there any special templates that were used or created? Are there images that were purchased or apps? Do you know what was purchased for the creation of your website that you personally paid for? You may choose to leave your webmaster, and this is why I'm bringing this up. What, what if you get a divorce from your webmaster? Or what happens if your webmaster becomes critically ill and can't do anything? Or what happened if they decide I don't want a webmaster anymore? Do you know what is it yours? Do you have control of it? You gotta. You gotta. All right, next. Who has the login credentials to your website? And it must always be, in my, my opinion, you as the primary. Now, you could have other people you add on. You could have, you know, a staff member. You could have a virtual assistant or two. Who has access? But who are they? And 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 if you terminate anyone who has access or leaves your employment or confidence, 
I'm going to tell you it's essential to change your passwords immediately. And you've got to be a little clever here. Um, you know, the pros are saying, and, and this is something we all hate. And it makes me goofy every time I have to change a password because, you know, sometimes my Tuesday brain doesn't want to remind the Friday one what it did. And do you have a login place? Do you have a spreadsheet? Do you have one of the domains, whether it's LastPass or something like that, where everything is put that you can easily access and get into? Um, there are there are some that have, you know, they can change, they change your password every 10 seconds or sometimes, every minute. Um, that's a lot, you know, for me to think about. But there are ways to do this. There are some that are recommending. I was, uh, I just read Dan Brown's new book, uh, Origin, and that the password. It turns out that the password was the favorite line, uh, the first line of a favorite po uh, a piece of poetry, and and they had to figure out what it is before the world came to an end, so to speak. And. So, you know, so you have a lot of letters that you can remember, numbers, sequences. So don't make it so difficult that your brain isn't going to function. But there's got to be something in there. And understand this. As soon as you know that you're going to terminate somebody, you go in and change the password then before it's done. Because I'm telling you, a lot of sabotage can happen. And it's brutal. It can be brutal for you. Fourth one is, do you know the name of the web host or servers? its website and the help phone number. You want to make sure you have the logins to all the accounts. You know, and, and what's a web host? Okay, that's where your your website is parked. All right, where is it? Who is it? What's their phone number? How do you get into it? Do you have all the logins to the accounts? Number five is, where is your website domain registered? And you want to make sure that your, your name uh, it, it, make sure your name is anywhere on the ICANN, I-C-A-N-N, ICANN, forward slash who is database, registration for your domain, not somebody else. All right, so I'm just trying to bring all this control back to you, back to you um, on this. So this is essential as we say this stuff. And, you, you know, I don't want you to think I'm, I, I'm not being paranoid. I've just seen real problems come out on this. And so you want to make sure that you know what's going on here. All right. So where is it registered? Now, do you have a shopping cart of any sort? Or when people go to your website and let's say you have a storefront, you have a store tab on there and you're selling stuff, are you shipping them to say PayPal, which acts as your shopping cart, which is fine. But do you know, do you have a shopping cart? Or do you have something else that's more sophisticated um, and maybe may more complex than what uh, PayPal does with its maybe single buy? What are the logins? Do you get regular reports? Do you look at them? Are you checking online? I mean, this is, I have to tell you how many people never look at anything. You need to look at it. Number seven is, what about backup? Do yourself a humongous favor and create a, a minimum of a monthly backup. And I, I, mean, I have to tell you, I back up, we back up every day. But you've got to back up your stuff because you could have a crash, things could disappear, someone could st 
steal your your uh, computer? Um, do you have it backed up for in both physical and online locations? And by the way, backup doesn't mean necessarily in your office. But if there's a fire, offsite, offsite. Um, it, and it could be the cloud, but do you have backup? Number eight, do you have subscribers? Well, hey, excellent for you, but do you know how to access their names and contract info? And do you have a backup of the names and addresses and how they opted in? Do you, do you know this stuff? This is all essential to have, and that should be, you know, that's going to be some type of data management system. Do you have it in place? And then number nine is this simply, as we kind of do a wrap up here, is you need to start the conversation with your staff. And if you have them, each one needs to gather all of the above that they have access to. Because, you know, a lot of times people have their different little uh, uh, passwords and fall-ins. I'm going to make a suggestion. You have an office that you make up the password. You make up the password um, on that for your immediate. I don't want their QC dog fluff. What if they get hit by a bus um, and you don't know it and you've got to go through all the, cast, the agony and ecstasy. And I know that we were working with a group in a partnership with someone. We decided not to continue with it. They had basically taken over one of our websites, changed, took our username off, changed the passwords to everything them. And it took us some work to take back control. It's time to have a heart-to-heart -heart with yourself and with your webmaster. This is your wake-up call. All right, stuff happens. It's due to trial. It's the guide to publishing. Get ready for a great year. We'll be there with you. For being a part of your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Each week, a variety of